Welcome back to the second season of Balagan. I am Kobe Cohen. The Hilltop Youth phenomena has become a real problem that in the way it seems Israeli governments don't really want to deal with. The hardline extremists set outposts all across the West Bank and look like they are eager to confront the Palestinians, while the IDF is standing still with their hands tied. But while it seems that the Israeli authorities are incompetent dealing with the pogromists, there are Israelis who do not stand still in silence. I am glad to host Mr. Avi Dabush, the CEO of Rabbis for Human Rights, to discuss what is happening in the West Bank and how, while some choose to ignite the West Bank, others choose to work towards building a better future. Avi is a social and political activist and the author of The Rebel of the Periphery that we will discuss in another episode. But for now, I would like to welcome Avi for joining us and enlightening us with what's happening. Thank you, Avi, and welcome. Hi, thank you, Kobe. Thank you. So, Avi, what can you tell us about what's happening in the West Bank, you know, with all of the vigilantes and the violence against Palestinian farmers? Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you uh, some things about myself. Uh, I, yes. I was born and raised in Ashkelon. It's the most southern city in the seashore of Israel. It's near Gaza, in uh, a religious, orthodox, uh, peripheral, uh, right-wing uh, family. And I was part of uh, Bnei Akiva, and uh, I was in a yeshiva of uh, Rabbi Chaim Druckmann, which is one of the leaders, maybe the most profound leader rabbi of the right-wing uh, the politics, right-wing, uh, yeah. yeah, and orthodox politics in Israel. Also, I live uh, now in Sderot, so I live among my family and my uh, neighbors, which are very uh, right-wing in their philosophy and uh, their vote. So this is the place that I come from. I used to be part of the campaign against the Oslo Accord in the 90s. And uh, then um, I, I changed my mind in a lot of ways, but in a deep way, I feel that uh, I'm part of uh, my heritage of, uh, of peace building, of uh, a very profound uh, respect for all uh, beings, either Jews or Arabs, people like, like us, uh, you know, uh, If we are talking about Judaism, this is the profound and most uh, submental uh, thing that uh, every creature is part of God, is a creature of God, and so on. So in a way, rabbis for human rights uh, consider somehow as a radical uh, left-wing or um, human rights uh, activist and, uh, and organization. But in a lot of ways, I feel that we are part of the mainstream of Judaism. So we see what happened in our name, in uh, Judea and, and Samaria, in the occupied territories, as uh, something that um, uh, really uh, reflects on our Judaism and our Zionism, in fact. I see myself as a Zionist, and of course, I'm a, a rabbinical student in uh, Hartman uh, College and, and so oh, on, nice. and we are an organization of more than uh, 140 uh, rabbis in Israel. So the main issue is, of course, the human rights of Palestinians, but also it's a kind of a struggle of the face of uh, Zionism and uh, Judaism. And right now we are struggling with um, a lot of violence 
from uh, groups of the settlers, I must say not all the settlers, not even the majority of the settlers, but a lot of them. There is a kind of a bad, bad wind of uh, Jewish uh, supremacy that uh, in the end it tackles and uh, gives this uh, wind to those uh, people, that those terrorists, in, in fact, that uh, come and hit and uh, light in fire in the... In the, uh, in the fields, in the, they are burning in the, the fields, coals, yeah, right? yeah, in the fields and uh, hitting people. And most of the time, of course, it's Palestinians. Sometimes it's it's ourselves, it's uh, our activists and uh, Jewish activists and rabbis and so on. Sometimes it's even soldiers. And um, in this struggle, I must say, I feel that Of course, the left-wing activists, but also the right-wing, should be with us because this is a very big uh, concern, very uh, big threat uh, for our Judaism and our Zionism and, in fact, for the whole Israeli society. I want to go back because you did say that it's not all the settlers, and, of course, it's not all of them, and we are talking, actually, It's quite of a new phenomenon, I think, since the disengagement, and correct me if I'm wrong, about those uh, hilltop youth movement, right? It wasn't... Bef- yeah, it, it's- in a way, it's, it's new. It's not new in a lot of ways, but uh, we see that uh, it, it uh, become more and more radical, more and more violent, and more and more uh, evident. We can see that in 2021, in the first half, Of the year, there was uh, more than 400 attacks of uh, those uh, militias or those uh, Jewish uh, terrorists. Uh, of course, again, most of them, uh, it's attacks on uh, Palestinian farmers and so on, but some of them on Israeli uh, and Jewish uh, activists. So uh, it become more and more clear that this is a problem. So you're saying 400 attacks, and I want to ask you from what you know, Of course, we know that in the West Bank, it's a different law for Jews and for the Palestinians. Also depends on where they are, if it's Area A, Area B, Area C. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, where are the Israeli authorities? It's a good question, because I believe that this is uh, the main question for us. Two weeks ago, uh, our activist was uh, violently and brutally uh, attacked in Burin, it's uh, in the Nablus area. And um, of course, <laughs> the, the problem was that uh, 15 or even 20 uh, masked uh, young people came from Givat Ronen, which is an uh, unrecognized or non-legal uh, uh, settlement uh, near Burin, near uh, Nablus. And they uh, attacked very brutally our activists. So this is, of course, the problem. but. There was no army there, there was no uh, police. And even at times, like two uh, months ago or three months ago, that our activists were attacked, even if it was actually near the soldiers, they didn't do nothing. And right now, because of this attack in Buin, the last attack that was documented, and that was, in a way, uh, our luck, uh, that uh, it was uh, really highly documented, The soldiers and the, the IDF begin to realize their responsibility because 
Till then, they said, even in the government and in the parliament, in the Knesset, they said it's not our responsibility. The soldiers have no tools. It's the responsibility of the police. But it's not like that. We can see that, of course, if a Palestinian attacked uh, Jews in the settlements and in Israel, of course, the soldiers can uh, stop him in a violent way. And this is, of course, their job. And they didn't do so in times of the settlers or those militias, those, uh, some call them uh, the JKKK, uh, the Jewish uh, KKK, are doing their attacks. So right now, this is in a very big debate in Israel. And the IDF realized that this is their responsibility. And of course, in a way, I'm very optimistic and I believe in change and in repairing, in tikkun, how we say in uh, Judaism. So I really believe that uh, from this uh, very low place, we can see some uh, optimistic uh, for the future. And uh, actually, the last Friday, there was more than 500 uh, people that came to Buin in uh, our leading and uh, came because of that. They came to um, do um, repair. To plant and, some trees, uh, right? And help. Yeah, uh, to plant the trees that uh, those activists cannot plant because of this uh, very brutally attack. That was really an uh, inspiring thing because we were with Palestinian farmers. We were in, with uh, the head of the villages down there in uh, Buin and Awata and all those places we were in with Knesset members, Mosi Raz and Gabi Lasky and Ahmed Tibi, and a lot of rabbis that came and said, this is our Judaism, and our Judaism is not to see a Palestinian or a, those uh, human rights activists as, uh, you know, nothing less than a human, and we can uh, do whatever we want with them. Uh, our Judaism is to see and respect every human being. And that was really powerful. And um, just um, connecting again to your question, we can see even today, actually, the IDF said that we will tell the, the soldiers again that this is their responsibility. What we didn't see, actually, last week, Pochavi, the head of uh, the IDF, was fighting in the uh, government with the Minister of uh, Police, this is not the responsibility of the IDF, and we can see now that this is going to change. I do want to ask you, you are a religious person, and of course, rabbis for human rights. What is the argument that the settlers use when they are taking trees out of the roots, you know, from the land? Especially now we're talking actually in a Shemitair, which mm-hmm. is even... Even more interesting, because in Shemitah, you need to let the land rest. And if I remember correctly, and once again, correct me if I'm wrong about it, there is an issue that you cannot touch any fruit trees and to kill them, actually, in the land of Israel. Am I correct or uh, yeah, correct? Yeah, you are, you are. So what is the argument that those settlers use when they are doing those horrible things? Of course, we can see it's... Um variety of arguments. I, I said before that uh, this is kind of uh, radical settlers and radical movements inside this very big movement of settlers in Israel. But I'm really concerned because I feel that they get a lot of support, sometimes uh, silent support or people are not rising against them, even though they think it's wrong from rabbis, uh, from the settlers and other places 
and of course from other settlers, uh, which not uh, involved the violent acts itself, but they are not rising up against it. And sometimes even getting this uh, silent support. So in a radical way, those uh, settlers see uh, the picture of uh, our reality as, as a war. And this is a war of our land. And this is our land. And uh, this is our land because uh, God promised uh, this land. And um, we need, uh, you know, to occupy this land and we need to struggle with the people that are not Jewish and uh, make them uh, suffer and make them leave their lands and make them leave the Eretz Israel, the land of, uh, of Israel, the land of Canaan. This is their argument. And we believe, as uh, Rabbi Menachem Fuhrman, which was a settler, by the way, uh, used to say, Zichonor yeah. uh, used to say that... Uh, the land is not belong to us. We are belonging to the land. So this is really beautiful. And I believe that this is uh, our homeland as Palestinians and Jews. I really believe that we have connection to Nablus and uh, Hebron and uh, Jerusalem, of course. And my family came from Libya and Syria because of that. But right now, this is our challenge. How can we... Uh, deal with this uh, conflict? How can we uh, share this uh, this uh, common land, this uh, common uh, homeland? Uh, so I believe that this is the essence of our Judaism. This is the essence of our Zionism. And of course, again, those settlers believe that this is all or nothing. We are the sons of uh, God and we have the light and they are the black one and they are the bad ones. And and we need uh, to evacuate them and even kill them. And this is very, very difficult for us. And of course, it's very, very dangerous for the Israeli society. And um, these ideas, of course, it's not uh, Jewish alone. Uh, you know, they didn't invent this uh, supremacy. This is Jewish uh, supremacy. We can see it, of course, in the, U- in the U.S., in other places that uh, people... Think that only because they uh, was born to a specific uh, race or a gender and so on, they are entitled uh, of uh, some rights that others are not. So this is our uh, struggle right now. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you're talking about supremacy, and eventually you can see that almost every in every society, yeah. you have you know the portion of people that think that they deserve overrides, I would say, or uh, more rights than uh, than others, you know, when you come to majority and minority. I do want to ask you a couple of more things. First thing about, you know, your activism with the Rabbis for Human Rights. You're mentioning that in the last Friday, you had more than 500 people who joined your activity to help recover the land and the yields. Who are those people? I mean, all of them are Jewish? Are they... Israelis or are they foreigners who are coming out of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them uh, was Israelis. Actually, uh, it was a very rainy day. And of course, we are in uh, a reality of uh, Omicron and uh, COVID and so on. So uh, there was a lot of people that uh, wanted to come and didn't. So that was a, a very um, strong, um, I say, kind of a show or or acting of those activists that uh, really support our beliefs and uh, it's it's so optimistic i i still uh, 
uh, hear a lot of uh, people talking about it. It was uh, right now we are on Sunday. It was two days ago. And uh, a lot of people talking about how it was so uh, uplifting. There are a lot of Israelis, Jews and Arabs, that uh, really believe in peace and uh, justice uh, on this land. I, I believe that this is the majority, actually, of uh, Jews and Arabs. Of course, I can say, I mentioned that uh, my family uh, is right-wing and uh, most of our of my neighbors in Sdeot and so on. Most of them actually, uh, it's, they are not living by the stereotype. Uh, they really believe in peace. And I believe that most of them, uh, I'm talking about Sdeot, I'm talking about Gaza, I'm talking about Tel Aviv and uh, Nablus, uh, really want to, to live a good life and uh, really believe in the connection or the way that people can see each other as uh, more uh, close to each other than separate. So this can sound, uh, you know, kind of a kitsch or something like that, but this is a basic uh, values that I believe that most of the people really have. So those uh, Israelis that came on Friday was Israelis that uh, are really uh, still optimistic. And they are saying like uh, our national anthem, we didn't lose this uh, optimism and our hope. So I, I really believe in that. And they really believe in the ideas of rabbis for human rights because a lot of them, maybe most of them are non-religious in a lot of ways and maybe even atheists and so on. But they really understand that uh, those settlers that came and beat our activist friends are driven from uh, religious ideas and uh, ideas of uh, Jewish supremacy and so on. And we have to have this uh, very strong alternative, uh, very, uh, you know, um, non-apologistic uh, alternative of Judaism, of uh, rabbis that are saying, we are here because of our Judaism. Actually, it uh, reminds me uh, Abraham uh, Joshua Eschel, uh, that was a uh, part of the struggle of uh, Martin Luther King yes. Jr. and so on. So this is uh, a traditional way of rabbis and for all uh, the ages. I'm thinking about uh, Rabban Yochanan Ben Zakkai and, and others that really use their Jewish leadership in order to uh, make it change, uh, political change and change of uh, reality in uh, their society. I'm really connected to what you said about your belief about the majority. And actually, you know, Itzhak Rabin also said it uh, in one of his last speeches. He said that he believes that most people want peace, that most people are willing to make a sacrifice for peace. But I want to ask you, because you really live the Israeli society, how can you see a way to gap the distrust between the sides? Do you see extremists like, you know, people like those extremists, in, you know, that are demolishing the hills and, and, you know, doing what they are doing, living together with the Palestinians or, or uh, you know, willing to withdraw and have a two-state solution? What do you I think is going about, to happen? About, I don't know about the violent uh, people in both uh, sides, I must say. Right. Um, well, we can talk know, about in, Hamas in, uh, in another Judaism, uh, time also. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Judaism, uh, there is uh, always hope for people. We are not saying that uh, we want to uh, 
you know, to, to kill the, the bad people or something like that. We want to fight their way. It's not the, the people themselves. And of course, you can repair yourself, every step uh, in the way, every minute uh, that you are uh, alive. But I don't know about those people, but those people are really a very small minority. And if we will uh, be clever enough to uh, make a coalition, actually uh, starting in each uh, society, I want to talk with my uh, fellow uh, citizens of Israel, my uh, Jewish fellows in uh, in the Israeli society and so on, and uh, make with them the coalition and uh, helping the Palestinians to make their coalition of peace and then, of course, doing that uh, together. And I really uh, feel that uh, we know the answer for that uh, because sometimes it seems And I can really relate to that because, again, I'm I'm living in Israel, Mm -hmm. I'm living in Sderot and so on. I I can understand that people are are full of uh, fear and sometimes uh, from that with hate and uh, with a lot of distrust. And they are saying the other side, uh, they uh, they want only to kill us. And uh, you can't... uh, yeah, they, they started and uh, you can't uh, really rely on them or, and there is no hope and so on. Uh, but uh, you mentioned Yitzhak Rabin. I believe that uh, it's a lot about uh, leadership, of course. Um, and I believe that uh, we are in Rabbis for Human Rights uh, part of uh, leadership that uh, really full of, uh, of hope and actually doing uh, things in reality, not only talking about it. Uh, the uh, Judaism said uh, the act itself is uh, much more important than talking about uh, things even though rabbis really love to talk of course so I really believe that uh, we have the tools in in humanity we saw a lot of changes you know uh, I'm talking about with a lot of Israeli young people uh, about the Europe and I'm talking about the uh, European Union and so on. And they're saying, no, they are uh, Christian, so it's different. And I'm telling that we didn't start it. I, I hope it wouldn't be starting to, to be in a conflict like it was in Europe for many, many years, you know, yeah. all, all the bloodshed in uh, Europe. So, uh, uh, you know, who ever thought about it in uh, 1944 or even 1945? the reality right now it's not of course uh, uh, something perfect but uh, it's so different than it used to be i can see a lot of israelis that really don't know the jewish israelis they don't know palestinians and a lot of young people didn't met palestinians and uh, i i believe that outside of israel it's so interesting to see Israelis and Palestinians are getting together and really feel that they are the same. We are so much alike, much more than we have differences. So I really believe that uh, if we will uh, work hard towards uh, those ideas and uh, do acts in the field itself and do it in a nonviolent way, because we could uh, actually, there was a debate between the organizations. Some of the organizations wanted to make uh, something uh, very, uh, very radical, you know, to go to Givat Ronen, the settlements and shouting and, uh, you know, uh, have those flags and so on. And we said, we are doing our struggle in a nonviolent way. 
We are uh, going there with uh, the, the olive uh, trees, which is, of course, a symbol of peace. peace. And this is much, for me, I believe, this is uh, much uh, stronger than just uh, shouting on each other and in a way to be uh, more violent than the other side and try to win that way. This is crazy for me. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it's, uh, it's funny, the Americans have a sentence, you, I want to refer to what you said, Uh, they said they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And you're mentioning that Israelis and Palestinians don't really know each other. And um, we're almost the same age. So we grew up in the 70s, 80s in Israel. And I, I'm a Jerusalemite born and raised. And I remember, I mean, having a lot of Palestinians around me all the time. Arabic was not... something that I didn't hear or didn't see, but it feels like that in the past few years, all the Palestinians and Israeli knows the way they know each other is actually through the lens of the rifle, like, you know, through the, yeah. through the gun. The Palestinians see soldiers and the Israelis, all they see is the terrorists and the violent. They don't see the regular people, which is the majority. And you're trying to do that also, not only in the West Bank, but also bringing... an Israeli-Palestinian dialogue inside Israel? Uh, of course we are. Uh, I'm, I'm living in the Negev, and uh, I was uh, one of the establishers of uh, the Negev Council, which uh, tried to connect all the mayors uh, in the Negev, Bedouin and Jews, people from uh, the regional councils and the development towns, which is also another conflict. Uh, you yeah. said that we will talk about it uh, some other time. This is, you know, in a way, it's uh, going against the stream. Even the capitalist culture and uh, the culture of uh, dividing everything and everyone and living in some kind of bubble. So we are against this, uh, this stream and we are saying only together we can live good life. Only if uh, Jews and Bedouins in uh, uh, the Negev can live together and... Uh, You know, making an economy together or uh, making education together or culture together and so on and talk, of course, uh, with each other. We can make a change and we can make good life for us and for our children, grandchildren and, and so on. And this is the same way in uh, the occupied territories in Gaza. You know, you just uh, mentioned uh, Jerusalem. When I was a child in Ashkelon, Gaza was our big city. Right. And, uh, I used to be a lot in Gaza, and my uh, kids today that uh, they are sixteen uh, and thirteen, they can't believe that I was in Gaza, and they can't believe that there is a reality of that because the only thing they know, as you mentioned, is the rockets that uh, we are uh, getting in uh, Sterot and the the high wall and the the wall inside the uh, the yeah. ground and uh, Uh, you know, uh, uh, Sderot is uh, all uh, against bombs and, and rockets and so on. Uh, so this is the only way that they know Gaza. But as it, it uh, changed in that way, in that uh, very dangerous way, it can also uh, change for good. And uh, I believe that it will change for good, but it needs to have a lot of actions from us. Because if the majority that, As we said, a wants peace uh, will uh, you know sit on the on the fence and uh, doesn't do anything and 
and we'll say, we will see whatever will come. And uh, if, if there is uh, Smotrich and Ben Gvir and they are uh, against the, the Arabs and they are saying that this is danger and so on, uh, we will do nothing about it. It would be very, very bad for all of us. As you know, as the song said, if uh, you tolerate this, then your children will be de- next. next uh, yeah. This is true. You know, this is true. Uh, we need... There are times, as uh, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. said, that there, there are times that you can't sit on the fence. You must act. You must take a stand. And uh, this is the time that we must take a stand. And rabbis for human rights are the people that are not afraid to take a stand because sometimes it's not popular, of course, and people can say you are uh, helping the enemy or uh, why you are helping Palestinians. There are a lot of uh, Jews right. that need help. And actually, we are, we are uh, having a lot of action in social justice, people that live in poverty, Jews and Arabs in Israel and so on. But those people that are saying that, most of them doesn't take any stand and any action. It's not that uh, they are taking actions and they are saying, why you are doing that? Uh, let, right. uh, uh, let's do something else. Do with me something else. So we are not afraid, and uh, we know that we must take a stand. And as I mentioned, uh, Judaism starts from that, from uh, Abraham, our common father of uh, Jews and Arab, from Muslims and uh, and Jews, uh, that uh, is uh, fighting with God. It's amazing. Like uh, he was the first human rights activist that fighting with God uh, on uh, Sodom and Amora. And they're right. saying maybe there are 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 or, or 10 people that for them, you must not uh, kill all, all of all the, the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in a way, we are part of this uh, tradition. So it's a very deep tradition in Judaism. Of course, there is a particular and even violent tradition in, in Judaism. I don't say that we have the tradition, but this is a strong part of the Jewish uh, tradition, of course. Amazing. So I want to ask you a little more about rabbis for human rights. In Israel, once again, they're being targeted as a left-wing organization. For how many years this organization exists and what's its, uh, you know, other activities that you do? I want to broader a little bit about that. I also am going to share the link to your website so people could read more, but I do want you to, you know, give us some more knowledge about your organization. Yeah, the, the organization was established in uh, 1988, and that was the first intifada, as uh, I, I believe uh, you know. It was, in a way, as I mentioned, I was in Ashkelon and knew Gaza very well, and in a way we knew a lot of Palestinians, but we didn't know uh, the Palestinians as uh, people. You know, we didn't even believe, and Golda Meir uh, told us, and other leaders told us that there is nothing like that, like uh, the Palestinian people. And uh, that was the first time that Palestinians got together, actually in uh, most of the time in a nonviolent way. So I believe that this is a bigger challenge than a violent uh, intifada that uh, we experience in uh, um, and the first of uh, the two thousands uh, years, so Rabbis for Human Rights um, was established in a way of responding to that and responded to the first time that we saw in Israel the violations of uh, human rights. Because till then 
there was, of course, uh, occupation and uh, soldiers and so on. Most of that was uh, considered to be against terror, against radical terror and violent terror and so on. And then we saw in the television, you know, those soldiers are brothers or uh, my father and so on. They're trying to get uh, to run uh, uh, at uh, those uh, very young people, sometimes children, that threw stones or... Uh, taking this uh, Palestinian or then PLO uh, flag, flag and so on. Right, I uh, remember it. So those rabbis really react to that and believe that they have, from all streams of Orthodox and Reform and Conservative and, and so on, uh, that they have to react and uh, take a stand. So it started in the occupied territories and uh, with human rights of the Palestinians. But uh, again, now... In the last uh, years, in the last 20 years of, uh, of the organization, one of the main uh, projects is a social uh, justice project. We are focusing uh, on the people who live in poverty in Israel, helping them to gain their rights. We are leading the coalition of organization against poverty in Israel and uh, uh, working a lot uh, on food security, Actually, we just had a very um, big success that uh, the first time that uh, in the national budget of of Israel, it's a shame to say, but that was the first time that in the national budget of uh, of Israel, the government really uh, um, uh, gave this uh, budget for uh, food security in in Israel. Uh, And also we have a lot of uh, education uh, projects, especially in the pre-military academies. We are working with uh, more than a thousand uh, young uh, people every year, uh, rabbis that are, we have uh, what we call a Masechita Atzmaut. We are taking the independent declaration of Israel and really uh, taking it as a Talmud and uh, trying to break that and uh, give a lot of other texts from Judaism and from universal human rights philosophy and so on. And this is kind of uh, an educational journey that uh, they have throughout the year. And also uh, with uh, trips or uh, seasides, uh, we are taking them to Hebron and uh, uh, Jerusalem and uh, non-recognized villages in the Negev and see a lot of um, questions or challenges of human rights in Israel. So we really try to, um, of course, we can... We, we can do yeah. all of the things that we must do, but we really uh, try to see the biggest violations of uh, human rights and see the most uh, weakened uh, population in Israel, yes. the people who live in poverty, the Palestinians, the uh, asylum seekers, uh, and a lot of other communities, and trying to work with them in order to gain their voice, to raise their voice We are working a lot with the Knesset members, the parliament, the the government, of course, uh, and of course the the public uh, sphere in order to give support to those people and those communities. It's beautiful. As I I would like to say that I wish we didn't need you, but I'm happy that we have you in Israeli society. Thank you. (laughs) We really believe in uh, there is a statement in uh, the Torah, you can't ignore. You can stand still. Yeah. You can stand still and you can't ignore what's happening in the reality. And sometimes you really uh, don't have the power to do a very big change. 
we are working a lot with uh, Palestinian farmers in the olive peak. And, um, you know, it's not a kind of a thing that uh, changing everything. Uh, it's ending the occupation and uh, or something like that. But uh, it's making a lot of change for uh, specific villages and specific uh, farmers. And uh, actually a change uh, for a lot of Israelis. Hundreds and uh, thousands of uh, Israelis are coming with us and uh, leaving this uh, idea of uh, helping or working with each other, Palestinians and Israelis, uh, in uh, conflict areas. And uh, this is kind of a glimpse uh, to the future, to a better future. Right. It actually it provides them some hope. And it also shows them that not all Israelis are against them. I can say that it's a ray of light. Yeah, this is uh, the idea. And uh, we, we hear that a lot from... Again, we are doing that for the human rights of the Palestinians, but we are doing that, uh, actually for me, we are doing that a lot for the Israeli society. We really believe, and, um, you know, we, we are meeting uh, uh, Jewish people, Jews outside of Israel, and they are saying a lot of times that we are kind of a, a relief to them because they don't have to choose between Uh, the people that are saying that Israel is all wrong and apartheid state and so on, or that uh, Israel is the, the most perfect uh, place. No, we really love Israel, we really believe in the Israeli society. They are uh, hopeful and uh, very good things about the Israeli society in Israel, but we really uh, see and we are not uh, ignoring the thing that we are must repair, the thing that uh, really deeply... Uh, are not uh, fixed in the yeah. Israeli society. Well, things are not black and white, in the, like yeah. in the whole world. I mean, no place is perfect. Mm-hmm. But as we said earlier when we spoke in Hebrew, that, you know, if you're checking the state of Israel eventually, on the equation, it has a lot more pluses than minuses. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot we can be proud of. There is a lot to be done. And I'm really glad that we have people like you, Avi. Thank you. Just before we conclude, is there any last message that you want to um, tell our audience? Yeah, yeah I must say that uh, we need your support in a lot of ways. Of course, uh, if uh, there are Israelis that are uh, uh, listening to that or people that are coming or want to come to Israel, we want your support. We want you to come to the... Uh, olive harvest and yeah, we want you to, to come to to talk with us and uh, be part of the big uh, community of rabbis for human rights of course uh, we need uh, also uh, support uh, with the money and in every way to uh, raise this uh, voice of this Judaism because as I mentioned it's for Palestinians sometimes but it's a lot for the Israeli society but also the It's a bigger struggle of uh, Judaism. It's a bigger oh. struggle of how Judaism will uh, be like in uh, 10, 20, 100 years from now. And uh, we are the one that uh, have to choose for that. There, there aren't any people that uh, will uh, make the work for us. It's on ourselves. And this is right. part of what Judaism said. You have the responsibility. You as a human being, as a Jew, As an Israeli, uh, you have the responsibility. And I want all the listeners to share this responsibility and be part of this wave and this change and this repair. 
Thank you very much, Avi. And, uh, Thank you, Kobe. It was really fun having you today and listening to your wisdom. Best of luck with everything that you do. We're going to promote, uh, I'm going to post uh, the link to the website and whatever we can so people will know more about Rabbis for Human Rights. And thank you all for being with us today. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and wanted to thank you for joining me. If you like my podcast, feel free to rank it and share it with others. I also invite you to subscribe to my podcast so you will get updates when a new episode is on the air. And last but not least, I invite you to check my website, Balagan, www.balagan.ltd for more content about Israel's history and politics. Bye for now, and have a great day.